Welcome to Just Quietly, a podcast where Senator Amanda Stoker has a laugh with friends and colleagues, cuts through the bull, and explores the issues of the day. Let's get to the bottom of it all. Hello, welcome to Just Quietly, a podcast where we talk about some of the most interesting and challenging issues of our time. My name is Amanda Stoker. I'm an LNP Senator for Queensland and thank you so much for joining me. I am talking today with Frank De Pascal. Now, that might not be a name you know, but it's one you probably should because the innovations that we have seen from the business he's involved in in the course of the difficulties of this COVID-19 period are something we could all learn a lot from. Frank runs Quality Food and Beverages. It's a food service provider here in Brisbane and it started in 1998 selling humble hot dogs. Um, I'm not a real hot dog fan, but Frank and the people with whom he works have turned hot dogs into a really significant business. It now employs almost 200 people and... Um, it is an integral part of Queensland's economy. Frank, thank you so much for joining me. My pleasure, Amanda. Thank you. Now, tell us about, after starting with just hot dogs in 1988, what quality food and beverages has come to do right up to, say, the start of this year. Sure. Well, um, my business partner uh, back then, Glenn Down, had a business called Quality Food Services back then and sold hot dogs. It actually, the, the business started in Townsville. Um, and then I joined the business uh, in 1994 because I was selling um, single-serve lasagnas and spaghetti bolognese at school canteen. Nice. So um, both, of them, both of us would run into each other delivering to canteens <laughs> in, in Brisbane. And uh, one day we got together and shook hands and said, well, why don't we join forces? So that's when I joined the Quality food. Uh, um, and beverages team back then and then since then um, we've become a major supplier of food service uh, into the southeast Queensland. So, so you started uh, out with tuck shops, what do you supply these days? Yeah, so we supply over 9,000 products now to restaurants, uh, pubs, clubs, uh, cafes, uh, stadiums, uh, the airport. Um, you name it, wherever there's food, um, we, we will be there. Um, so yeah, so when, um, COVID hit, you know, about the 20th of March, I think it was, is when our world completely changed. Is that majority of those customers that I'm telling you about just closed. Um, We've had the, um, air travel pretty much stop. So that, um, mucks around your work at the airport. Restaurants closed, pubs closed, cafes closed. Um, yeah. Hospitality has been absolutely smashed. Travel's been smashed. So um, I can only imagine how big a hit that looked like to um, the outlook for your business. Yeah, it wasn't until uh, I think I was in my office one Tuesday night. It was about 8 o'clock and I was just sitting with Mel, who's our night shift manager. And um, it just all of a sudden had dawned on me, you know, that, um, oh, um, you know, moment that you get. Uh, <laughs> oh life. dear moment. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear moment. Yeah. And I remember it happening plain and clear. And um, that must have been the Tuesday after the 20th. And then, you know, after you come back, 
that wake up the next morning and you, you realise and you shake yourself off and then you go through all the five stages of grief after that and then and then what you want to do is just fight on uh, like most Queenslanders do um, to uh, to make sure that all our employees stay employed and the business goes on. Um, a pretty tough job back then, um, what, four or five weeks ago. Mm, and with 190 families, not to mention you know, your own, depending on yeah. this turning out, it's an awful lot of pressure. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, um, the staff, we've got a fantastic culture here that we've built over, you know, 25 years. And a lot of my people have been with me over 10 and 15 years. And you certainly know who the trenches are, the people that you want in the trenches. And and I, I can honestly say that... Um, that all our people were in the trenches with us and I remember sitting in the boardroom and having to meet with every one of those 196 people one day, I think it was the Wednesday after that oh dear moment, um, to let them know that we were putting, we were standing down 135 people. Ouch. Uh, yeah, and that was um, probably the hardest and saddest day of my life um, and um, it was a pretty crazy day uh, and then... Four or five days later, we um, listening to the TV, uh, watching the TV with my CFO Craig, and and Scomo comes up with the uh, job keeper package, which uh, we qualify for, which is which has been an absolute game changer for us and our industry. Has it meant you've been able to get some of that 135 people back on board? Yeah, all of them. Oh wow! Yeah, absolutely. So um, the, all our all our staff are back. Uh, other than the people that have wanted, we've got people on leave, obviously, um, and um, there's a couple of them that have, that have said they'd rather just stay home and get job seeker. Okay. So there might be two of those, but the majority of those people are all here and in the trenches with us. Wow. So you've had a little bit of help from the government to get you through this time, and I'm really glad it has proved useful. Um you know, there's always a sense of nervousness when there's an awful lot of public money involved to make sure that um, it is having the desired effect. So that's really encouraging. But you guys have done a lot on the business side too to adapt to the times. You haven't just waited for government to fix your uh-huh. problems for you. You guys have been on the front foot and that's really what caught my eye about um, quality foods and beverages. You were... Um, you were adapting to the difficulties of the time even before government um, had a hand in it. Tell us about that. Absolutely. Well, having stripped 80% of our revenue away and only leaving with 20, there's, you know, there's, you've got to try and find out um, and work out what you're going to do when most of these places are closed anyway. So um, I was just watching the TV one night and, and it just kept on coming up that the, uh, the bigger retailers weren't able to deliver food to um, the home deliveries, they'd stop that. And I thought it, it was a great idea. We'd, we'd thought about the idea a couple of years ago, but we never went through with it. But we'd had a fair bit of work already done in our mind for it. So we, we, we knew we had to set up a new website for it. So we did that. A mate of mine did that all in like five days. <laughs> we put a couple of people in charge here that have really grabbed a hold of it and championed the idea. And uh, we started with 380 products, I think, of, of the you know essential items that people wanted. And now that uh, is about 1,400 um, product lines coming out of our QFB home um, ordering. So 
um, we all of a sudden overnight became a a delivery service, uh, a grocery delivery service into uh, the normal mum and dads where they they weren't being able to get it from the major chain. This and, is really uh, smart because you know. Yeah. Regular families were going to Woolies or Coles. They were walking down the aisles. The shelves were bare. They wanted to have milk and meat, uh, yep. pasta, frozen foods, non-perishable foods, and the shelves were bare when they went to the supermarket. And yet, you know, you guys were able to go, well, we've got 60 temperature-controlled trucks ready to go. Yep. We've got supplies of these things and even if you can find them in, in Woolies or Coles, they'd only allow you to get one or two because they're trying to share it around, understandably. Um, and you turned um, that difficulty into a big plus. How's it been going? So it's been going great. Um, we, uh, we started um, with, uh, with a big boom and we were doing something like 150 to 200 deliveries a day. Uh, wow. So it took a little while to get used to the drivers not actually delivering to either a school or a pub or a club, and they were delivering to people's houses. It's a little bit different. It took a, um, a little bit of a learning curve, but um, but our drivers are all fantastic um, people. They um, and they've only had um, um, people just saying thank you very much. And there was a lady one day that actually cried when the driver arrived because she couldn't get her groceries delivered to her and she couldn't get out to the supermarket either. And it was like uh, this knight in shining armour has, has her, her <laughs> pasta and her flour um, and uh, uh, the driver came back and told me straight away. So we've got a whole lot of really nice stories about that. But the difference, I suppose, with our product and generally in food service is that most of our products are a bit bigger. They're a bit bulkier. So... We've sold so much five kilo pasta, so you wouldn't think that people would buy five kilo pasta or ten <laughs> kilo flour or uh, two point five kilo raspberry jam, but but that they are, and a lot of people are sharing it around with their family and their neighbours as well. Yeah. Um, and and I think it, a lot of people have asked me, "Are you just going to stop this when things get back to normal, or are you going to keep it going?" Well. We're going to keep it going because I think there's a hole in the market there for um, the food service people in in general to to actually do this. Right, that's really exciting, and I mean, you hear a lot of really heartwarming stories out of this pretty difficult time about people um, stepping up and looking after their neighbours and and sharing more than they once did and. Um, looking out for each other more than they once did. And it's good to hear people are finding ways to um, probably even save a little bit of dough as they share um, through this time. And, you know, that's something that they can continue to benefit from even once things get a little more back to normal. Yeah, and I I do feel like there's a sense that I, I, I keep saying this to a lot of people. I think that people after this will be nicer to each other I think, and I'm starting to, you know, even when I walk along my uh, the, the brook in the morning, there's more people saying good morning and hello now than there used to be. I know there's a lot more people there, but but I, I, generally, I think people are being, you know, nicer because they they value, you know, what's happened and they say, oh, geez, it's a, it's, this is a mass, massive reset for everybody um, in the world, um, mm. and some some things are going to come out for the for the better. 
and 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 not for the worst. I know we've we've all gone through some bad times, but there are going to be some good things to come out of this. Yeah, I think that's right. I've noticed from the political perspective that um, even at the time of the last election, there was a segment of our community that would say, "Oh, the economy doesn't matter to me," and and I sort of go, "Really?" <laughs> yeah. And now people are going, "Oh, we actually." Um, had, but also in many ways continue to have, um, a lot of blessings on that front and uh, we value them in a different way now. And yeah, absolutely. We, we might not be as interested in sort of the, the fringe luxury causes, but we do care a lot about getting the fundamentals right and that includes um, everybody's ability to have the dignity of a job. And yeah. um, everything we can do to keep that going um, is is valuable. That That perspective and that ethic is something... Um, we should really try and um, keep from this period. I, I absolutely agree. And um, I was just wanting to um, say that when, when our business was, uh, when those 135 people were stood down for that week or so, there was a whole bunch of these guys that kept working for us anyway. Wow. And they, they didn't know about the job keeper then because it wasn't on them, but yeah. they, just, they just kept on working. Uh, and knowing that they weren't going to get paid, um, and and that gives that ma- makes me feel so humbled when when my staff members are doing that. It's really interesting because a lot of the um, public discussion that goes around um, business and workplaces and employees is framed in terms of you know bosses versus employees. Um, but when you hear stories like this, you um, start to understand that once we're talking about real workplaces, there's an element of everyone's on the same page. We we all benefit when business goes well and we all struggle when business goes badly. And it's not a yeah. zero-sum game. We can all benefit from um, the company doing well. And I think this is one of the good things that are going to be coming out of this at the end is the, the, the bosses uh, and employees will, um, you know, I, I think they'll be – They'll respect each other a little bit more and um, and help each other. And, um, you know, we've got this saying at work here is we've got one shed, one team, and I've, I've actually got a blue band on my uh, on my wrist and we're all wearing them so that we know that we're all in this together. So when we come out of this, we know that we've all been in the trench together and we're going to come out of the trench together. And so just like neighbours have got each other's back, so too yeah. does everybody at QFB have each other's back. That's really good. Absolutely. Frank, thank you so much, um, not just for your time today, although I very much appreciate it, but for um, the way you have approached this difficult time. You've seen opportunity in it and you've shown loyalty to the people around you and I have no doubt that um, the ethic that has been lived out at Quality Food and Beverages uh, will be mirrored by its success everywhere else. Now, if... Uh, listeners are keen to get a hold of some of your services. Where can they go to place an order? Oh, yeah, just um, get on to www.qfbhome.com.au okay. and, um, and just uh, go into there and there's about 1,400 um, products in there that you can choose from. And if you order by, I think it's 7 o'clock at night, you get the, the order delivered the next day in the afternoon. Beautiful. And given given it started with (laughs) hot dogs and lasagnas, I reckon um, a couple of those ready-done lasagnas will be um, in a bit of hot demand 
following oh, us. Oh, I think so too. Absolutely. Um, look, listeners, if there's something you need, um, try and give quality food and beverages a go. Um, you'll be supporting important jobs here in Brisbane. You'll be um, encouraging the survival of the kind of enterprises that make this state great. And you'll also be rewarding the kind of initiative um, and staff loyalty that we love to see in the businesses that we have calling Queensland home. Frank, thank you so much. I know you're busy and that there are um, customers and employees waiting on you, so I won't detain you too long. But thank you for your time. Keep up the amazing work. Um, if there's anything we can do to support you and the team as you get through this time, don't be a stranger. Um, but otherwise, keep up your amazing work. Thanks, man. It's my pleasure. 